In this episode of Eden Exchanges, we had the privilege of talking to Emmanuel Martin from the Metamorphosis Project. Emmanuel took us on a deep journey into the psychology of successful franchising. He talked about what really motivates us and how a practical, positive mindset is extremely important for a successful franchisee or franchiser. He also talked about a purpose-driven franchise, Drug Safe Communities, which is rapidly expanding across Australia. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. My name is Raghu. I'm here with Frank Zemus from Eden Exchange. As part of our series on franchise and investment in Australia, we're talking with leading experts in the field. Today we're joined by Emmanuel Martin. He's an expert in the psychology of success for a winning franchise and franchisor. He's worked with a raft of companies across the country and combines his experience in business, psychology and franchising to turn around companies and individuals into winning teams and winning people. Thanks for joining us today, Emmanuel. Uh, thanks, Raghu, and thanks, Frank, for having me. Look, firstly, look, how did you get into franchising itself? Did you always gravitate towards the business, entrepreneurism, and the franchising industry itself? What got you to where you are right now? Sure. Um, it all started in the mid-'80s. Um, I, uh, you know, I was born in India. Uh, I came from a country, my city that I lived in had uh, you know, 4 million people. It was all about relationships and and discussions about world politics or whatever it was, yeah. and then in mid '80s I moved from that country uh, to that from that massive city to a little country town in New South Wales of twenty thousand people. So it was a bit of a change for me at the time, and one of the things that I really had to do was quickly connect with people to understand and communicate their language and you know build relationships. So people kind of sense belonging and and connection started very early in my time. I was about 11 at the time. I uh, went through university, uh, you know, went to college here, probably turned into, I would say, full-blown Aussie by when I was 16. Uh, still had Indian values, but was really in the, immersed in the culture here. And um, entrepreneurism, as you talk about, or business really came to me when I was uh, working uh, part-time jobs. You know, I did a bit of work at uh, Grace Brothers, you know, it used to be you know, the Maya now, and uh, I used to sell CDs. To old ladies in uh, in Sydney, so business was very important to me. Communication was very important. Went through university, uh, and Raghu, being in my culture, Indian culture, you know, my parents wanted me to be a, either a doctor or an engineer. And uh, even though finance and economics was very appealing to me at, at school, I decided to follow the engineering path. So it was something totally different to what I was wanted to do. Uh, about three years into the university degree, I decided that this wasn't for me. My life was all about, you know, I wanted, I love people and, and, and business. So I changed. I did a Bachelor of Business, uh, uh, majoring in, uh, sub-majoring in law and accounting, and uh, started my journey into, you know, my accounting career. Um, a few years later, I became a CPA. Uh, I guess for me, the way I came into franchising was working through different industries, uh, FMCG, IT. It was really, for me, uh, back in the mid-90s, I really got into the cafe culture, especially in Melbourne and Sydney, and I worked for some uh, you know, up-and-coming cafe players in retail. Pretty much, I was really into, the, you know, into retail and understanding how businesses work and how people work, and uh, ultimately ended up a few years later at Gloria Jeans uh, as a commercial manager, and I think that was my foray, I guess, into, into franchising. Yeah, for sure. And, and that must have had a, a, quite a bit of an effect there in terms of you're in a very 
you know, you've gone from a, a range of different activities into a very big, well-known <laughs> coffee commercial company. Now, back then, how was the Gloria Jeans brand to where it is now? And, and in terms of how was it different back then to, you know, in terms of the, the coffee culture you were dealing with? Mm. Look, any any franchise business will go through a journey, just like we do in life. And um, at the time, uh, Gloria Jeans was it wasn't newish, but it was still out there. You know, it was one of the more favourable brands out there. You know, in in relation to coffee for a franchise, it was Australian owned at the time. You know, it was a it was a it was a pub, it was a private company, and it was exciting times to be involved because we were growing. You know, we had um, when I first started, I think we had about four hundred and sixty stores. And uh, at a rate of about ten to twelve new stores a year, it was it was really good times at the time. And I was, there was the competition was still there, but it was still you know innovation phase, I guess. And mm. and it, what, the market wasn't as saturated as it was as, as it is now. Sure, sure. Um, look, you you do a lot of coaching and and, and mentoring for franchisees and franchisors, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my life. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, look, how how important is mindset? And, and what is the, the, the perfect mindset for a successful franchisee? Sure. Just the first thing is, you know, the, the definition of mind or mindset, the mind is really your brain in action. So uh, when we talk about mindset, it's really what your brain is basically driving you to do. Okay. That's the first thing. Sure. So when you, when I uh, was at Gloria Jeans, uh, I've traveled around the country pretty much looking at stores that were, predominantly in, in, in financial trouble. Uh, and over the couple of years, you know, I've pretty much found out that, you know, the main reasons why franchisees don't make it uh, or the, which, which franchises were successful, you know, there was, a, there was a marked difference. And apart from the fact of, you know, not having business plans or, you know, competition and the logical things you think about, the number one reason why franchisees didn't get to the, to the stage where they wanted to or, or, or get into a point of profitability was really tied up to their mindset. So that's where, for me, it all came about. And you know, a mindset is, for me, was everything. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a saying, guys, that, you know, 80% of success really is psychology. And the other 20% is, you know, your strategies and tactics and business plans. What, what we need to understand is franchising is a very emotional business. It's an emotional game because in franchising, you literally have uh, the way to make this work is, you know, having relationships, you know, the franchisee relationship. If you think about it, you know, you're dealing with franchisors, you're dealing with staff, you're dealing with your own family, your suppliers. Therefore, the the quality of the mindset or the motivation that you have to make the business work is the paramount driver for success in the industry. And, and there's one flow on to the other. I mean, having this a fantastic positive mindset can be a great thing, but how far do you think that can actually get you without these effective strategies, goals, and critical business plans so what, what we're trying to get as we see a lot of like motivational speakers and, and positive thinker advocates, but the, where does it reach the point where you need that base of practicality to leverage off? Sure. Look, it's a good, it's a good, um, it's a good question. It's, it's like a marriage. It's a, it, it goes hand in hand. Uh, the, 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 the psychology, which is really a subconscious um, function, Raghu, it's about your subconscious mind really driving who you are, marrying or being in line with your conscious mind, which is really about the logical expression of coming into coming into 
you know, doing the business plans and having the strategies and tactics to make it work. So they definitely are related. Uh, you can't do you can't do one without the other. Uh, you need both for survival. No, that's actually very deep. Yeah. So uh, no, no, it's, it's that's very great. deep. Man. That's great. Yeah. That, that, that really sort of uh, touches on on a few things. But when, when we talk about the practical aspects of that, of that mindset, what what do you think is some practical guides and or, or practical uh, things that you can do as a franchisee to really get the sort of mindset straight and, and get it get it to, to be really positive? Sure. So the first thing we talked about, if you remember, was that, um, you know, the mind really is your brain in action. Mm-hmm. And what happens, the brain is really a, a collection of thoughts and, and experiences you've had since you were born. So we are programmed uh, to run in a certain way. Uh, through our past beliefs and values and what do we hold dear to us. So the good thing for us to understand is that you can change your mindset by changing the way you think. That's where it all starts. And using repetition of believing in what you want to be rather than what you are is the first step to creating a change in mindset. Mm. So for a franchisee, what I'd say, the number, number one thing for me is, and this actually starts very early into the journey of franchising. In fact, actually should start before you choose a franchise, I think as well, um, is you need to establish what I call the big why, okay? The big why, the big why of why you're doing this. Why are you getting into franchising or why are you actually in franchising when you could have other choices in life? Uh, The big why really is the fuel, the motivation behind running your business when things get tough. It's not tangible. It's an intangible a vision to look into. So, um, you know, people will say, you know, Raghu, that uh, my big why is I'm making money. I'm doing this for my kids. No, I actually take it a bit, bit, bit higher. I say, why are you really doing this? Is it, is it, it's just financial? Is it something else? Um, and it, once you establish the big why, and most of the time, it's something that's going to make you really emotional. It has to, it has to have some emotion behind it. And once you do that, that's the first step to really starting the mindset. To so understand your big why is the first thing. Uh, the second thing is you need to basically, to, to really foster the mindset of success, setting and establishing clear, brave and ambitious goals, okay? Uh, these aren't just goals that you think about. These are goals you write down for the reasons why you're doing the business. You know, a written goal is very different to just something having in mind, which is just a wish. A goal is different to a wish. So you have to have written goals for the mindset of success to work. The third thing is really about us guys is that we're all pretty much energy beings. You know, we, we live in a state of energy uh, and the level of energy we put portray out uh, translates into results. So uh, the mind, a success mindset really is about having high energy, both emotionally and physically, for us to go and do what we do want to do. The easiest way to create a mindset of success is to actually smile and be grateful for what you have in life. Um, I think being happy and, and grateful for what's going right rather than what's not going right is the key to actually fostering a great mindset for a franchisee. Your next best friend is the brain because a franchisee to have a great mindset will need to constantly grow and evolve as a person. And that's through learning. So, you know, through your franchisor or, uh, you know, just learning out there, getting, getting out there and learning about how to do things differently, how to change and become a better person how to create, you know, increased sales. You know, there's so much information out there that I think one of the success criteria is that you need to spend a bit of your time really edu- through education and learning. That's the next step. And in this modern age, guys, there's, you know, there's 
information is available readily. It doesn't it doesn't cost money these days. Uh, the other part is hanging out with the right people. In franchising, you'll notice that um, people will congregate into different groups as the franchise gets bigger, and the the quality of the franchisees you'll hang out with and their mindset will actually ultimately define your mindset. So if you hang out with positive business owners, you'll be getting a lot more out of you know advice and energy than hanging out with business owners that have given up or really are negative. So you've got to hang out with the right people. And the last thing is really, look, uh, take time for yourself to create that mindset. You need to have space. You need to have uh, your own time to really recharge your batteries and also have goals that are not just business driven. You know, it has to be something uh, outside business. You know, it has to be family and friends and travel. So it, it really, those are the key areas I think is what you need for a great mindset. I'm really curious, uh, Emmanuel, about the, the, the big why. So let's say I'm a, uh, uh, I'm looking into getting to, to franchising. What, what what do you think are some of those, the big whys? What, what are are real drivers for a successful franchisee. Where do you sort of start? I mean, everyone wants to make money. Everyone wants to look after their family. What, what, what do you think are some of the, um, some of the better uh, answers to that? There's this thing called values, um, not just in the sense of when I say that you value, you'll think of uh, many different things. You might think, oh, it's about the way I live or is it about a price, price decision value? Mm-hmm. Look, we all live by a set of value um, hierarchies, okay, and um, you know, some for some people, some business people, their number one value hierarchy is family. Believe it or not, it's not money. Mm. For some people, it's about helping others. It's about philanthropy. It's about you know doing something for society. So what I would say, your big why has to be aligned with what is important to you. What value do you hold that is true to you in your life that makes you happy? Um, the way you'd find that out very quickly is. When you wake up in the morning, the values that you actually have are the ones that you do without any motivation whatsoever. You do it naturally. Okay. So if so some people for me in this case it's growing my business is is very high up on my list. Um, for my wife, it's raising kids. So wh- when I talk about establishing the big why, you need to align that big why with what is in your value proposition right now. What is it that's dear to you? Mm-hmm. If your big why is aligned to your values, um, for example, say that I'll, I'll pick a I'll pick a franchise example. Say that you were very much into uh, helping a community, or you you were into helping other people, you know, live live happier and healthier lives. The chances of you actually being successful would be that you could align yourself with a franchise or that actually is in that industry. You see what I'm saying? So if you are, for example, uh, into smiling and serving people, and you really want a high energy environment, and that's what drives you. Now you'd be, you know, you'd be looking at a cafe or something that actually brings people together. So you need to understand what is your internal motivation, your and align it with your big why before you make the choice of, of starting, you know, getting into a franchise. Because there's lots of franchises out there for at the, at the moment. It's about you finding the right one, which is aligned to again your big why and your values. And it's very interesting, and it also requires you to be, you know, brutally honest with what that actually is. You know, in terms of you know, analyzing what it is that's driving you and what you're interested in. Because often you hear about all these things about four out of five businesses failing or whatnot. Often it can be just people have gone into something that doesn't satisfy them or doesn't interest them. So that's what I sort of want to get an idea of. In your understanding of when you're meeting a lot of franchisees, 
working with different companies, can you pick who's going to be a good operator or a right fit for a franchise? So, so you mentioned companies that are helping the community. For example, you do a lot of work with drug-safe communities. They lead workplace drug testing and the diagnostic sector in Australian franchising. I mean, who do you think will be good at that versus someone, you know, again, going back into a Gloria Jean-style operation? Mm. So, um, like, like I said before, Raghu, that really, first of all, the internal, look, we know we talk about due diligence before you start, you know, getting into franchising, which is, a, as most people think about it, is as a project, as a process where you actually go and look at the numbers, you talk to some people, mm. you basically go and get all the information effectively for you to make the right choice. That's what due diligence conventionally is means right what i say to you is you have to do your due diligence on your own self your own mindset first so if you then go back to let's pick the example of say drug safe communities which is a, a you know a great up and coming australian franchise uh, which is all about helping you know reduce drugs in the workplace and ultimately the communities the perfect person for that would be somebody that actually has a big why of actually wanting to change society. Okay, so going back to my original point. Second thing is, I think the right franchisee is a, is someone that actually has a little bit of knowledge on business. I'm not saying that they need to know everything about it, but actually know how basically how a business works. And business really, guys, is is a movement of people. It's it's communication between different people going towards the same goal. It's about building rapport. Okay, so. For us, a perfect for in my, in my case, um, for my client, say drug safe communities, which I work with right now, and I'm helping them grow their business, is that we actually look for people. We actually ask them, you know, what is your big why? Why? What? What is in it for you? What? What do you like about this? You know, the concept. And a lot of them say, it's about the word communities. We want to be part of the community. We want to do something and uh, to make society better. But there are some people that will say, look, this is not for me because I really want to be in a high you know, you know, I want to be in a high energy environment where I just meet people all day and serve coffee. Obviously, that's not the one for them. So it's really comes comes down to what you're looking for. Um, there isn't a right fit. I mean, there, you know, there's a right fit of a quality for what a franchise you should be, which I've kind of mentioned the mindset is important. But you need to be a people person. You need to be uh, you need to be able to smile and laugh and, 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 and handle pressure. You need to uh, feel good about what you're doing. Uh, franchising is very rewarding because you know it's, it's a chance for you to create your own legacy and, and build a business that you know you can be proud of. But you just need to understand which is the right business for you, and to know that is to understand who you are as a person, yeah. and and go from there. You touch on some excellent points there, Emmanuel. I mean, we get um, we we get a lot of people who you know who who are looking to to, to I guess to buy a job. And um, but when you speak to what franchise franchisors are wanting, they're wanting people who want to build a business. And building a business means sort of getting out there, you know, uh, um, going to school functions and giving your cards out to people. Um, it, it, it's that sort of personality I think that will make will be successful in building a business rather than someone that's uh, a bit more reserved. Yeah. So. Changes, any change is good, okay? And I've been through, before I started my business, I've worked in corporate for 24 years. I had uh, five, I've been laid out, you know, had five redundancies in my life. And every time that happened, I always would think to myself, why am I here? You know, is this the right thing for me to do? Yeah. What I would say to that is, uh, you really need to, as you said, 
rightly, you need to you look know, to make to, to make this work in franchising. You need to be able to get out and talk to people. You need to be able to prospect very quickly and effectively. You need to build communication uh, channels very quickly. You need to be not emotion. You need to be actually emotionally intelligent. Uh, IQ is only part of that part of uh, a small part of success because the franchiser will provide you with the, the process and systems and tools, which is all logical driven. But using emotional intelligence is the number one key for us to actually, for, for a franchisee to make this work. So there are a lot of criteria out there on what, what it is. Um, and there's some great, look, the industry actually has evolved quite a bit. You know, previously we didn't have as much information out there for prospective franchisees to, to, um, to look at. Um, and I think we've got a long way to go still but we're on the right track as consultants and, and industry experts to actually make this work for, future, for the future franchisees coming into the, into the business. Absolutely. And, and when you're talking about emotional intelligence, that can also apply for a company as well. So when you're looking at a company, you're going and dealing with a lot of different franchises. How important is it now for you when you meet them to get them to set up the businesses and processes correctly versus the importance of the people in the company. I understand yeah. they're intertwined, but where do, you, where do you see the balance is more important then? Look, first of all, our aim for franchisors, and this is what we, we really want, this is our big why for our franchisor clients, is that now we want them to be profitable and sustainable. There's no doubt that's, that's key, yeah. right? We want, them to, you know, we want them to be generous and have you know, great relationships with their own employees, you know, franchises in their communities, right? So from a franchisor perspective, we totally understand that it's a business. We totally understand that it has to be it has to be sustainable. But the culture of the franchisor is very important. I think I've heard in the other podcasts that I've listened to as well. You know, culture is very important in franchising. We we make sure we we you know we talk about what the big why for the franchisor is. You know, so it's, it's a, it goes both ways. It's not just the franchisee. So having a franchisor who actually totally understands that, you know. To, to make this work, you need to franchise these first. But at the same time, it's not an easy um, get-out-of-jail card for franchisees. They need to be accountable, of, of course. But the successful franchisors, Raghu, um, will be the ones that actually understand the philosophy of, of first of all, having a great culture which, which empowers and inspires franchisees. So the success of franchisees and their profitability will really ultimately determine the the quality of uh, business for the franchise or it's very important and we we definitely talk about that okay look um, I mean if there's some advice that you'd like to give to, to franchisees just starting on this journey what what are what are three tips I, I, I know you spoke about the big why and, and what's the what's the motivation what what sort of gets you up out of bed in the morning but what what, what would you say to them like like give them like three practical tips that they could sort of uh, to, to do before they sort of make a decision? Sure. Look, first thing is you can't run a business without business plans. Mm -hmm. Okay? This is, this is, this is uh, something that I can tell you with experience is that, uh, you know, I've worked with hundreds of franchisees and franchisors as well from a sense of guiding them and coaching them. A lot of people don't have business plans. It's all in their head. Yeah. So you need to have a professional, effective business planning process for this to work, okay? A franchising of business is a game. You want to win the game. You want to score more goals in the opposition. So therefore, you need to have a plan to make this work. So first thing I would say is definitely you need to engage with 
if you can't do it yourself, engage with your franchise or or your uh, you know your accountant or business advisor to actually get great business plans together. That's number one. Number two is for for you to become a great franchisee, you totally need to understand this concept of the customer experience. There is no business without customers. So as much as I'm smart, you know, you, you might have the great business, you might have a great business plan, but you can't look after your customer. Um, it's game set and match. It's not going to work. You won't score a goal. So that's number two. And how does that work? It basically works through empowering your teams because you can't do this in many franchise franchises. Your team is the one that's facing the customer. So it's about empowering your team to treat customers like gold. Okay, that's number that's number two, I would say, and that's and nice. number three is really going down to the first step is understand your numbers, uh, your P and Ls are very important, and I'm not because I'm an accountant I say this, I'm just saying this because the the numbers are basically a reflection of your efforts and the choices you've made in your business, so therefore it's imperative that you review your numbers um, on a monthly basis, uh, at least a monthly. If you can't do it, even a bi-monthly, but you need to have a great understanding of what your business drivers are and how you can improve it. Uh, it has to be seen and felt. So definitely the third point for me is to really know your numbers. And this, it's not complicated. You just need to know three or four different drivers of your business. Your accountant can help you with it. The good ones will. And um, those three steps are really essential for us to, for you to succeed as a franchisee. So excellent advice there. No. Um, Really good. No, it's fantastic. Look, you, we also touched on it before. I mean, your backstory of you know when you came to the country. Why do you think you know, franchising is so popular here? I mean, Australia has one of the highest per capita franchises per capita. Sorry, per per country. Um, now you mentioned you came from India and originally. We'll get a lot of people coming in from various backgrounds trying to get into the sector. But do you think there is like a a cultural element that makes Australia more embracing towards franchises? And also, is there any way to make it more accessible towards people who may be trying to you know, make a goal of it in, the, in Australia and how they can approach the sector? Yeah, great question. I think, look, where we are, last time I checked, we're kind of close to Asia and in this part of the world where there's population growth and there is investment. Okay, so we're actually in a great part of the world to be involved in this. And one of the things I think, as you probably see and hear, is that in spite of all the negative publicity that um, franchising has recently received, uh, the major, a lot of people that are coming in are people that are wanting to make better lives for themselves and invest the money that they've earned um, into a model that they think will work. But there's a lot of work to be done from that perspective. Um, I, I think there's a you need to throw caution to the wind when you're actually coming from a different culture because I've been through this uh, before you get into franchising. I really think that you need to understand business conditions in this country, cultural values in this country, um, and totally understand how businesses run. Okay, um, and I think you need to have a phase of actually absorbing that before you make the choice personally to become you know become a franchisee in this country. Um, I'm not saying that it's uh, you know. Franchising is very rewarding, and I think the, the the country itself, where we are, is great as as great opportunity for people coming into into franchising. But I think we all need to take a step back, and this is one thing I'm really passionate about, guys, is that we need to educate 
people that are coming in, new Australians and people from other cultures, how how businesses run in this country, what the consumer mindset is like before before they get into it. So there's a lot of education that needs to happen. Um, ultimately, the, the benefit is that if, if everyone's successful, our economy grows and people are more happier. So there's a lot, I think there's a lot more work to be done in this field. Raghu. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also, I mean, it can be both ways as well. There can be a hesitation for franchises to interact with people that aren't exactly, you know, a mold for a perfect fit for their company. But there has to be ways to try and actually reach out to people who are relevant, uh, who, are, who may be newer to the country. So I think um, sure. finding that fit is a, it, it can be a challenge, I think, and you probably have some experience in that as well. I do. Look, the franchiser needs, needs two things to grow. They need investment. This is a franchisor. Yep. And they need the right people. Okay? There is not a lack of investment in this country. There's money there. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Okay? But so the only difference then is having the right people. The franchisee is really the heart of the organization. You know, it's 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 the soul behind the franchisor. So I personally should invest more money into into pre you know coaching and mentoring new franchisees in the business, and really you know giving them more upfront, more advice upfront. Not advice because that's a, a word that gets misconstrued, but give them more freely available information for them to make the right choice and actually spend a bit more money on investing on you know, personality profiling tools. You know, Look at the mindset of franchises before they join. Uh, I think that's something that, that the industry can really, uh, I think, have a, a, a potentially a, a, something they can do better. Yeah, no, that, that, that's great. I mean, we, we get that all the time from, uh, from, from franchisors who are, uh, thinking that someone might be a fit, but then you know, six months down the track, they um, it doesn't quite work out, um, and they've I guess they've failed to, to 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 look to delve into the motivation for for this person to to to, to uh, run the franchisee. But um, so so that that's something that you can you can help with. That's uh, that, that's a service that uh, the Metamorphosis Project. Um, yep. your business um, um, offers to, to, to franchisors? Yeah, it does. Look, the, the way our business works is very simple. Uh, we almost, if you ask me for a tagline, I can tell you, it's almost like we're the uh, financial psychologists of, of, for franchisors. So what that means is that we really sp spend a lot of time, the way we work with our, with our clients is that we first of all work through and we need to understand what the big why for the franchisor is, not the franchisee yet, because that kind of defines what the culture is. And if the culture is conducive for growth, um, it's great if you know, we work together with franchisors. Uh, the franchisors that are invested in long-term, not the short-term gains, um, are the ones that usually will survive. Uh, those franchisors uh, are usually very quick to understand that franchisees the quality of franchisees, what's going to make the brand successful or not. So we definitely work with franchisors from that perspective on setting strategies that are more aligned to coaching and mentoring. And with franchises, what we do is, and uh, as we evolve the business, uh, which I'm hope you know hope you'll see in the next few months, is that we're going to be bringing in a, a, a franchise discovery component for this. This is for franchisees who haven't really quite made the journey into franchising yet, but we will give them tools to find out what the big why is. We'll give them tools to to really understand, you know, 
why they want to do this before they commit the money and time and effort into this. So I really believe education is a big part of it, and that's what we do with our clients. You know, we coach and mentor franchisees for our for our clients. We run training programs. You know, we induct people in, um, and we're constantly working on and coaching and mentoring them. So it's eighty percent of what we do, really, um, guys, is mindset coaching and training. And then, obviously, with our finance background, we also do the business planning and uh, and the strategy setting as well. So great. And and how could anyone reach out to you if they think that's a relevant thing for them? Look, uh, you know, first of all, I can say to you that um, I'm extremely grateful for my life where I've become, you know, where I've ended up here um, in, you know, running this business. Uh, it took a lot of experience and, you know, trials and tribulations to get to where I am, uh, where we are. Uh, so that's the first thing I'm actually grateful for, you know, how it's ended up. I've learned a lot in my life to actually provide this to, to people. Uh, you know, we've got a website, you know, metaproject, M-E-T-A, project.com.au. Um, is our website. You can go in there and check out what we stand for, and you can contact us through that. Um, you know, we have a Facebook page and also a LinkedIn page as well. So, uh, you know, there are ways of contacting us. But our, our business is evolving at the moment. Uh, you know, we, we've got some big plans coming up, uh, and uh, I look forward to sharing them with you as we go along. And, and Emmanuel, like you're working with a lot of companies. For example, DrugSafe is one of the pioneers in the the testing industry. Any big plans for that this year as well? We've had the the chance to talk with Mike, the CEO out there, as well as some of the other guys from the team at DrugSafe. It looks like it's um, going gangbusters right now. Um, I mean, that's a very niche style or unique in, uh, franchise. And what are your plans for this year for that one? Look, I'm excited to be part of this, um, you know, DrugSafe communities. And I kind of call this uh, in a profitability with purpose because it's a franchise that you actually can get in. And make some good money, but at the same time, actually help society. You know, it's a win-win. It's great. Um, I'm really excited about it. So, what we're doing, uh, you know, I'm working with Michael White, as you mentioned, who is a pioneer in the industry for drug testing, and uh, we are uh, putting together this amazing foundational system for franchises to come in and start to really, you know, become profitable, but at the same time, really changing and helping and empowering the communities to actually tackle the problem of drugs head on and um, it's an, uh, I'm just really excited about it because you don't get to work with many franchisors or franchisees in this industry like that so it's a very niche kind of a, uh, a franchise system I definitely would look into it it's um, the, the great thing about this brand is that unlike you know a cafe brand which is also good but you know, making a great latte for me is not as important as changing someone's life where they come out of drugs or they actually uh, have made the choice to actually become drug free. I think that's a great thing uh, for the franchising industry in this country. It's it's a uh, from that purposeful uh, community level. It's a great brand to work with. I'm really proud of it. Uh, we're putting a lot of effort into uh, making sure that this is a franchisor of choice. And I think I, I would, from my own personal experience, I also think that. There are fran franchises should be able to look up and say, "Hey, this is a franchisor of choice, a, a franchise that actually looks after society, that actually pe puts people first, but also looks after their own franchisees." And I think that's what Drug Safe Communities is, and I'm really proud to be part of that. Yeah, excellent. And, and do you have any goals for the year coming up for Drug Safe? Yeah, we do. Look, we've got, um, you know, we've uh, been actively recruiting. You know, one of your, you know, through one of your streams, Eden Exchange has been really good for us. You know, they've really. Uh, been of great value to help us bring in right franchisees. So I want to thank you guys for that. And 
you know, we've got a goal of, you know, uh, you know, we've got 50 regions in the, in the, in the country right now that is uh, up, for, up for grabs. You know, we've already filled about six or seven of those. And they are, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, discussion and excitement and also uh, inquiries about the rest of the country. So, you know, we want to basically complete the 50 probably Aragu in the next 18 to 24 months. We w- but we will take our time to get the right franchisee in. And, uh, you know, we've got a new coaching program we've got out for our franchisees. You know, we meet once a month uh, online and um, there's a new, there's a lot of new, uh, new ways of doing things that we're introducing at the moment. And just for a plug to anyone interested how, in drug safe communities, how, how can they reach out to you or find out more about the franchise? Sure. Look, obviously, uh, you know, Eden Exchange, uh, you know, basically look after us. You know, that's one avenue. So if you go into Eden Exchange and search for franchising against uh, a drug safe, you'll find that brand over there. But our website is uh, team, team.drugsafe.com.au. So team.drugsafe.com.au, and that'll give you a lot more information about it. All right, fantastic. Well, thanks a lot for Emmanuel. It was extremely interesting delving into the psychology of a successful franchisee and franchisor. Look, we'd love to have you back again soon. Yeah, keep up the good work, Emmanuel, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day in, in Sydney. Yeah, thanks, Frank, and thanks, Raghu. It's good to see that there is uh, there are people out there just like you guys running great businesses who really care about the franchising industry, and I'm looking forward to working with you guys in the future. So thank you very much. Thanks, Emmanuel. Brilliant. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. This episode featured Emmanuel Martin from the Metamorphosis Project. To discover more on the topics we covered, head to EdenExchange.com or BusinessByInvest.com. Or find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram for regular updates on investment and franchise opportunities. Thanks for listening and see you next time.